Well, today is April 25th. Uh, 2025, 2022, excuse me. I'm way ahead of myself. You know, we don't even know if we will make it that far with all the uh, things that are occurring in our day and time. Now, people saw things happen in their day and time and they believed that the Lord was soon to come. Well, they weren't wrong. They weren't wrong in what they was thinking. Uh, the Bible tells us that there would be wars and rumors of wars, pestilence, and diverse places and different things would be transpiring. Um, and so with that, you know, all of those things point to uh, to the fact that it, this life or this, the way we know it is temporary. And so it is a valid point. And it is a, certainly a valid observation that as things are moving on so aggressively around us, that we should not ignore anything that is happening and note and make a note, put it on your refrigerator, staple it on your desk and other places that, that Jesus is soon to come. And, uh, you know, whether he calls you as an individual or call us collectively, you want to be ready. You want to be ready. And, and so today um, we're talking about on our men's focus, talking about friends or being a friend, which is a necessary pillar. And so uh, I want to read the scriptures I've read um, since we started um, uh, in this particular book, Four Pillars of a Man's Heart, which is something that the brothers have been asked to read that would certainly uh, be of assistance in our thought process because a man cannot rise above his... Uh, knowledge. You cannot rise above your knowledge. So if you don't increase your knowledge, you, you limit it yourself. And, and so the Bible uh, has a scripture here that I'm very much aware of and want you to be aware of too. It says, I, I go the way of all the earth. This is David. King David was talking to his son, Solomon. And he says, be thou strong, therefore, and show thyself a man and keep the charge. Keep the charge of the Lord thy God to walk in his ways, to keep his statutes and his commandments and his judgments and his testimonies as it is written in the law of Moses that thou mayest prosper in all that thou doest and whithersoever thou turnest thyself. And you'll find that in 1 Kings 2. You know, most of the time people note David as because of his downfall, because he was not on the battlefield. Uh, he was at home. Uh, when he should have been leading the people and he got himself into some trouble because he stared too long in the wrong place. Uh, brothers, sisters, if you're looking too wrong, long in the wrong place, you're going to start imagining things and you're going to find yourself uh, getting into trouble. And so many people, that's that's what they know about David. They know David was a shepherd. They know he was a king. They know he got into trouble. But did you know that God himself testified and said, well, uh, besides that particular incident, David followed him all the days of his life. David did the will of God. Now, that's what God had to say about David. So I, I think we're going to focus on something. Let's focus on what David did do instead of what he did wrong. Uh, I see I see Deacon Teeden joined on. Uh, how you doing today, man? I'm doing pretty good today. Uh, Pastor Henderson, I'm good. How's your family? Good. Well. All right. Good, good. That's good to hear that. Good to know that. 
right? You know, we're, we're uh, certainly been praying for you and the family and, you know, that all is well. And I don't think you would be on if it wasn't well. So I uh, take that as a, a positive, a, a plus, you know. That, yes, yes, yes. And so, um, you know, today we're talking about the, the friend, you know, um, uh, friendship. And, you know, before we go any further, as I just read the scripture, uh, why don't you lead us in, in a word of prayer to acknowledge the Lord? All right. Uh, we just thank you now, Lord Jesus, for this uh, time set aside on Jesus. Thank you, Father, for being in our presence, oh Lord Jesus, as we uh, conversate and, and go back and forth about uh, what we are learning together, Lord Jesus. Just equip the Lord Jesus that we, when we decrease, you increase, Jesus, our knowledge, our wisdom, oh Lord Jesus. We thank you now for, Lord Jesus, and those who are listening may reach out to them, Lord Jesus, their spirit, their heart. We thank you now for, Jesus, for your your love, Lord Jesus, thank you, Lord Jesus, for your presence, Lord Jesus, for your glory, for your will. In Jesus' name, we all say, Amen. All right. Thank you for that. That that prayer certainly our prayer is for everyone that is listening and those that will be listening later. You know, uh, sometimes when I look at the stats, when I look at the report, you know, people are tuning in afterwards. Uh, some people are just getting up. Uh, some people are, are into their day. And others like us, you know, coming to the close of a day. And so uh, the, the thing about technology today is we have an opportunity to visit, revisit, and revisit again um, and get something out of it. And, and so, uh, you know, Daniel said knowledge would increase. So, you know, history has shown that uh, that knowledge has increased in such a way that it is most beneficial to us. You know, people used to say uh, they were glad for the good old days. I understand they were talking about the unit, the karate that um, people had, you know, the unity of the, the neighborhood, the villages, so to speak, uh, that existed, but we have better technology and medicine. Uh, we're, we're not being experimented on, at least not as much as they were you know, there's still experiments that are occurring. There are things that are, are triggered by the experiments that are happening uh, with this pandemic that we have uh, encountered and that we have, some have made it through to this end. I, I didn't say it ended. I said we've made it through to this end. Uh, it's triggered by experiments. It's all experiments. And so, you know, people need to walk with that awareness and not walk with blinders on. We can't be like um, ostriches sticking our head in the sand uh, as if nothing is happening around us. As if, you know, and certainly you can't follow the po the political agenda because they because they lie. You, you know, they they don't tell the truth. They're protecting uh, what they what they feel they need to protect. But if it walk like a duck, if it quack like a duck, if it look like a duck, then it must be a duck. You don't have to have a, be a politician to know when we're in a recession. You don't have to be a. I knew that we were very terrible. That was occurring across the across the globe when I uh, was had left Hong Kong in in 2019 and came back to to the U.S. You know, I knew 
uh, then, uh, as I was getting reports uh, that first week of January from people that I had met that they were uh, have been on lockdown in Hong Kong, they were told it was the measles when it really wasn't. Uh, they just knew it was an outbreak of some type, but they, the government there was not telling them anything. And it wasn't until March that our government acknowledged that there was a problem. It's not that they didn't know. Uh, but, you know, you, in other words, you cannot follow that agenda, that information. What you can follow and know for sure is the word of God. And that's for sure. You, you absolutely can uh, can know the word of God and and that his word is true. He doesn't have a political agenda. Uh, he said, no, the truth and the truth will set you free. So he's not going to lie about anything. And certainly we're not going to twist it. We're not, and I'm not, I'm not, we're not getting it twisted. That's all it is. We're not getting it twisted. And so um, we thank you for joining us on Men Focus today. Uh, you know, we've come actually come to the end of uh, this particular reading assignment. And by no far have we scratched the surface of it. We've just been at the tip of the iceberg. Um, and so at the tip of the iceberg, just checking things out and, you know, just dropping some knowledge, some common sense, common sense will take you a long ways, you know, just, just using some common sense about what you're doing and how you're doing it. And certainly it applies to both men and women. You know, even though this is men focused, we know that there are uh, Ladies have sons and they need the same information as the men need. Uh, God made both uh, male and female. And so therefore he made them equal. He did not. Uh, he gave them the same ability. Women have the same ability of men and they have some things that they can do that we cannot do. They have some compassions that we don't have as men. Uh, that has not been honed in. There is that motherly instinct that all that even us as men, as big as we are, as strong as we might be, as rough and tough uh, that we might think we are, there's something about our hearts when it comes to our mothers that's different from our fathers. It don't mean that we didn't we didn't love them. We don't love them, you know. But it's just something about the nurturing that we receive from mom. Uh, you know, so we certainly don't exclude um, our, our queens, you know, that have raised us as well as those that are in our lives. And so today, again, we're talking about the friend. Uh, this is certainly a pillar that is necessary. And, um, you know, a table has four legs. The table, at least the table that I'm sitting in front of has four legs. And I know if I remove one, it might balance. But if I put any weight on it, it's going to teeter, totter. And, and then there is the, uh, if you remove two of them, then you certainly got a problem and it's not going to stand without if you take away three. So we want all four of the pillars to be active. And that is the kingship, uh, meaning that you have authority and you know how to use authority. It's not Authority is not used as a hammer uh, to beat nobody up with. Uh, we know that the, the next pillar is a warrior. And as a warrior, we're not talking about being a brute. We're, we're talking about uh, being a protector. And, uh, and then there is the, um, uh, the mentor. 
where we are mentoring. Uh, sometimes you're mentoring and you don't know it, and other times you know it and you're, you're seeking out to be a mentor. And so we thank, thank those that are have mentored us. And if you have, did not have an assigned mentor or no one that you could look up to, there was someone that you may have gleaned something from that you know that you appreciate. And then today we're talking about the fourth which is I see uh, uh, Brother Don or Coach Tim. Donald have joined on. How you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great. And yourself? Uh, we're doing well. And uh, Don is on. So we just recapping, just was recapping for a moment there um, what this is about. You know, and as I said, we're at the last uh, chapter of, of what we have read to help give us some foundation to talk about. You know, um, while uh, before we dive into this, uh, you gentlemen have been able to read, and I, I just told others, and I'm going to reiterate this again, a man, man or female, it doesn't matter. You cannot rise above your knowledge. And so you have to feed yourself. You have to feed your mind. We feed our bodies and we get fat, you know, we exercise to get strong, you know, and all of those sort of things. And maybe I use the long word fat, you know, you eat to nurture yourself. You got to nurture your mind. You got to nurture your mind. And so you got to spend some time, uh, some quality time. Quality time don't mean eight hours of it, but it should be some quality time where you feed your mind and you are able to have a stimulating conversation. Uh, stimulating conversation with someone that uh, may you might be having a, stib- uh, a stimulating conversation with someone that's able to give open a, a great door of opportunity for you. Uh, when you go to interviews, those are supposed to be stimulating conversations that that usher you into that uh, new job appointment and, and increase your salary. But without that, uh, uh, you know, without those studies, uh, you're not able to achieve. And so, so it's something that we have to put forth effort in. So, um, gentlemen, you've, you've partaken in reading uh, this book uh, as we're coming to an end of it. What did you think about it? Well, uh, it's a. I think it's a definitely good book. It had, it had some faults in it, um, but it's, it's that's why we're here to discuss what we what we don't agree with, disagree with. But for the most part, it's it, it's a life experience book. You don't you don't you don't realize what you what you was doing as them pillars until you read that book, and it opened your eyes up, open your heart up to different levels, raising a bar. You know you never know what that bar mean by raising until you get into that book, and it, it's trying to it give you a lot of definition and example by raising that bar high as you can raise it, and it's definitely something that used in my life. Uh, whether it's natural or spiritual, it's definitely using my life right now. I'm gonna use it in the future also. So it was a it was an awesome book, uh, experiencing book. Uh, it can be a changing book if you if you put put change with it. Uh, and it was just something that I will definitely read again and keep reading it. Okay, all right. Well, you know, I agree with you. There are there are some things that the author. Um, wrote in the book that I did not agree with. Uh, it was some of his opinions were biased. Uh, 
Uh, some of them were prejudiced based upon true knowledge. And but at the same time, you, you have to know how to eat the meat and throw the bone away. And for those of you that don't know, <laughs> I like that. If you're, trying to, if you're trying to eat the meat and throw the bone away, use a fork. Yep. What'd you say, Don? Yeah. It's it's a very good book. And as you want to say it, yes. Um is is written from his perspective of how he views the world. Um being a Caucasian male, he's gonna view it differently than somebody who is black, Asian of Indian descent because they're going to put the way that they were raised in their culture um, into their life experience. Mm -hmm. But since he doesn't, he couldn't walk a mile in, in anybody else's shoes, he's written it from his point of view. Okay. That, that well put. Well put. When you said that he was Caucasian, I, my mind said, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> but but it, it is so true, you know, and so he's limited in his view and his information that he used was not 100%. He didn't dig deep enough, but at the same time, he did present enough information that you had to sit down and think about what he was saying and how you can take this and apply it in your life to be better. Yes. Okay. Now, Very true. Something we talked about last week as we, we talked about, um, um, I think it was the mentoring and, um, and being an example and different things. And you know we're 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 not uh, we don't want to uh, ignore what uh, the world events and what's happening on happening around us. But there was something that was brought up in the news that you that, that you was going to share with us. You know, as we talked about, and I think it, it's appropriate because it covers all areas. Whether you're king, uh, warrior, mentor, and we're talking about friend. You know, something that you had saw on the news. Yeah, it, it was. Um... It was a story that came out of the state of Michigan about a kindergartner that took to school to share with her friends um, tequila, pink lemonade, margarita mix um, for for like for share day. And it was just one of those things that just really reached out and grabbed you because is as you're talking to parents it's like you know the the bible says uh bring up a child in the way that they should go and this child obviously has seen her parents and probably friends um drink this so she thought it was most likely okay to take it to school and share with her friends Okay, so she found the stat. So as I was talking to my coworkers about the about the story, it, it was something that just it was really 
shocking and people are looking up here saying, oh, well, I can't believe that she did that. And um, where were the parents? And But it, it all goes back to how parents should raise their children or be a mentor to their children and talk to their children about this before stuff, things like this happen. Um, okay. So, you know, and, and just being real about it, you know, you, you did mention the scripture, bring up a child uh, and the way that he should go now, but what if those parents do not believe like you believe now there is still a moral, a moral obligation that we have. And I, I didn't mean to say that I was, uh, I should have let you go on and, and talk about that. But, you know, uh, people, uh, until they come to the light and, and walk in it, but they're, um, you know, they're exposed to that side of it, The you know, as far as what their, their obligation is, because children are uh, not angels. The Bible does not say children are angels. I hear people say that, you know, the Bible said that children are, are, are uh, that we inherit them and they, they belong to the Lord. So there is a responsibility and it's for it's for each parent to learn what that actual responsibility is. But then as we were raised and as many of them that are listening right now and will be listening later, you have to revisit how was you raised? Uh, not, I didn't know anything about four pillars. I didn't know nothing about uh, uh, the only thing I knew was a king. And that, that was, you know, who was in charge of the house. I didn't know nothing about them being a warrior fighting for you. That, that was all uh, encapsulated under the fact that I am mom. I am dad. You know, whether you was in a double parent or a single parent home, you know, somebody was in charge and they didn't break it down like that for us. They didn't identify a certain structure, which would have helped them as well. And, and so there was an obligation for that parent to or those parents to keep that out of reach um, of the child. Which true, very true, not have been exposed to it, you know, just like the gun law, you know, it's the responsibility of the parents to keep those keep their weapon uh, you know, away, locked in a case with a lock on it, out of reach of children, you know, so that there is no accidental discharge or or anything of that nature. It is a responsibility uh, of the parent um, or even, you know, uh, I remember uh, a niece who used to love playing behind the wheel of the car and the, our, our particular driveway um, had a slight slope to it. And she would be crying, wanting to play behind the wheel of the car. And her, her mom thought it was was nothing to let her play. And, and she put the car out of gear and it rolled into the house, damaging the house. It could have also damaged the child, too. But it was the responsibility of the parent to realize that, no, that is not something you should be doing. You know, so there so there, it goes on, on a lot of different levels, as well as the, the kids and you know, and what we're doing and how we're supposed to do it. Um, you know, uh, those pillars need to be in place. Yes. 
those pillars have to be in play. So, um, you know, and uh, Jerron, what you say, man? You you got you have children, is that right? Yes, yes, yes. Yes, I have definitely have children, and I'm I'm listening in and and hearing what you're saying, and definitely I definitely agree with the pillars because if if it's not balanced, you know, it it, it can be. It can be a lot of stuff can be going on. And just by just listening and experiencing and reading that book, it just show you that if you apply that to your household, apply it to your life, it can be balanced and a bar can be set. But then I agree with uh Brother Don though. He made a good point about he had took that book he wrote, but he took it on his own opinion, his own, his own, his own lifestyle. So he kind of limited himself to what other races are was was dealing with so some stuff that you read about you say yeah and you say no and then some you go okay i, I can I, I can kind of agree with that but i can disagree with that or i can take a little bit of that and make it my own so yeah the pillars are, are definitely needed when you got definitely got children because coming up when i was coming up I don't, I don't like you said uh pastor henderson i don't know anything about a pillar all i knew about as a mother and a father that's all i knew Nothing about a pillar at all. So just by hearing about it and then you don't know, you don't realize you actually walking in it, but you don't know it until you read about it and you see it for yourself. So like I said, it's definitely, definitely eye-opening for me and something that I can definitely um, use in my life, in my children's life. Well, you know, um, some of you may have been told this or you may have heard someone make this statement. And that is, you know, I'm not your friend. I'm your parent. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, you know, most of, if not all of us was was raised with that concept. I'm your parent. Uh, I don't ever recall um, anyone saying anything about friendship, you know, in the um, in the house. However, uh, I, I have a problem with that, as I've now thought about it, because uh, if you've ever used this, I want you to rethink this too. How can you tell your children, I'm your parent, I'm not your friend? Now, I understand the concept and where you may be coming from when you use that. Don't get me wrong. But there comes a time that your child needs a friend. And when they find themselves in trouble, they don't. They thought I was going to run to mom. They're not always going to run to dad or, you know, who are they going to run to? They're going to run to uh, that one that they feel more, most comfortable talking to. And, and so, you know, we have um, we don't have a we have this problem with telling our children, I'm not your friend. But yet we tell someone that we have never seen before that we're friends. Now the, the word friend is pretty weighty. Let me tell you now, that's a weighty, that's a weighty word. But we we don't we do not have a problem telling someone that we've never seen before that I'm your friend. Talk to me, gentlemen. Wow. No, hey, you're right. Yeah. That the word friend is very seldom ever used in the family situation. Um, not only to your kids, but to your brothers and sisters. I mean, 
that that is it's never it's hardly ever used. But you'll be t- you let somebody that you know get in trouble, and it's like you're right there for them. But your brother and sister or your kids get in trouble, and you're like hesitant to to go to their aid, and that's not right. Jerome, are you gonna say something, man? Yeah, I'm gonna say something. I'm listening. In. Uh, man, I didn't think of it that way, but you know what? Honest truth, I. I never told my kids that, but I was told that by my parents. And you're right, because and sometimes if you go to school, growing up as, as a teenager, you look for that friend to go and talk to about certain things. And it can be something deep. And then your parents say that, that can kind of, uh, that can turn them away. Some kids away and say, well, I'm, I'm going to go to my friend for these kind of conversations. So then you kind of got, it's, it's kind of, man, it's, it's kind of hard to say, though, you know. Because you, you suck in a tug of war. I mean, yeah, we meet people and say, yeah, you're my friend. But then our children, they kind of got to get that parent role all the time or that parent talk or that parent uh, whoop or something like that. So it's tough. That's a tough one. Well, I think, you know, um, the, the, the Bible tells us to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And so we hear that. But then we don't put that into practice. Yeah, we don't put that into practice. Now, what we're talking about here is a practice, is an actual application of doing something and making changes of what we have learned, and, you know, and repositioning ourselves, um, you know, so that we can look at our children and our children look at us and say, you know, my my dad or my mom is my you know they're not just they're just not my mom and dad but they are i know that my mom and dad will fight for me when i'm when when they need to i know that my mom or dad or both will um will mentor me i can go to them uh, and you know they're my best they are my best friend they're my friends you know they i believe that as we if we teach them properly they will be able to categorize things as necessary. I, I was I was with my daughter uh, a couple of weeks ago. She was she wanted she needed some transportation. She was a little afraid to uh, to to venture out and to get something more dependable, you know. But she was pouring money into her bucket, and it's a rice bucket at this point. And so um, I told her, "No, you need to trade this in, and and you know I'm gonna go with you and stuff." In the course of the conversation, and she made, she got a good deal. She got what she needed, you know, um, and she's happy. But she said, she commented, and uh, you could hear the joy in her voice saying, yeah, my, you spoke to me as dad when you said um, how I had put so many miles on this car and I need to stop, you know, driving it so much unnecessarily and stuff like that, uh, you shift it. You shift it from, from, from this person into this person. In other words, she saw me put on a different hat. Our children need to see us put on those different hats and different roles 
so that they will be able to, when they are able, when they get older, they're able to identify that and mirror the same thing of the Lord Terry with their family. Your children need to be able to look at you and say, I'm going to, my parent, my dad or my mom is my hero, not a poster, you know, of an athlete or something like that. It's the same thing. I, I definitely agree with that. So, uh, how, so you have to think, uh, how do I make that happen? What do I do to make that happen uh, from this moment forward? I know when I need to be a king. I know when I need to be. And it's not just for our children. This is for your spouse, for those that are married. You know, this is queens. You, this works for your husband. Uh, kings, this works for your, your wives. You know, because... Uh, I can say I'm a great man, all I want outside the house, you know, but does my wife say that or does my husband say that about uh, about his wife? You know, the greatest praise is not is not oneself. It's from the individuals that that are benefiting from the effort that you're putting forth. True. I, I think the way to help establish that is one, listening, being there when they have something to express and don't take the role of oh well let me solve this for you but just listen to them and be so very supportive at that time Man, that's a good point everyone don't need a fixer sometimes they don't need you to fix it they just want to bounce it off of you and they could be even testing you to see how good of a listener you are, you know, and then start to grow that relationship, that intimate, that part of the relationship um, at that time, because you are a good listener and they will let you know when, when you've been a good listener and then you didn't respond. <laughs> <laughs> They'll let you know too. But that's, uh, that's all part of the learning. Then, then you can say, well, I, I didn't know you wanted me to respond to that, but let me let me tell you what I think. You know, give you my opinion and note that opinion don't mean that that, that they're going to do it. I, I had to learn that one myself. An opinion don't mean that they're going to do what you're saying. It, it's an opinion. And, you know, it's an option that you've laid out. So, you know, so who's that, you know, someone we've never seen before, but we call them friend. You know, it's just like saying, I love, I love God. I love him. But have you told that to anyone? Have you told that to your, uh, you know, to your wife in front of your children? Have you told it to your wife by herself? You know, and I, I don't mean that you're saying it because you want something or vice versa. Is it just a, hey, you know, I want you to know that that I love you. 
you know, do is that something that is shared because people say, I love God and you've never seen God, but the person standing right next to you, you know what I'm saying? I just, I just, I just, yeah. I'm listening. I'm definitely, I'm just saying, I get what you're saying. Yes. Yes. You know, and you know, and so how is it we call God our friend, but, but we don't, we don't apply that in our lives to now for some parents, listen, parents that are saying, well, no, I disagree. I'm the parent and I'm not the friend. Well, he's God. He's sovereign. He created the universe, but yet at the same time, he said, I'm your friend. Now, you'll find that in John 15 for those that, that need to follow up with that. So how do we say it and we make that and then we tell our children, we, I'm not your friend. When we're supposed to be, uh, you know, you're going to have to be all things to, to, to the family. You're going to be all things to those that are with you and, you know, know how to, like I said before, know how to change those hats, you know, and, you know, there's another scripture that say, uh, iron sharpens iron. And so in your friendship, you got to be careful who you uh, make friends with. Now, friend that said that word is very weighty. I don't, I don't use that word friend for everybody. And I know that it is a common thing now that, if a girl say this is my friend, you know, that takes the place of French of boyfriend or whatever they doing with in the relationship. And same thing with guys. This is my friend, you know, till it becomes more serious and you might use a different term. But uh, a friend, you know, you have to be careful who and how you make because friend iron sharpens iron. And that's, you know, and so. Uh, or birds of a feather flock together. And then another script said, how can two walk together except they agree? So there has to be some agreement, you know, in in that friendship, in that, re in that relationship. And it has to be beneficial. It has to be beneficial. And it all starts at home. It doesn't start outside of the home. And too, too many times we are building things outside of the home instead of inside where, where it's and then it spreads out we build it inside and it spread out we build it inside the children everybody benefits from it and then it spreads outward talk to me gentlemen no you're you're you're, you're right um We do have to be careful of who we call friends and um, on that thing of birds of a feather flock together in this day and time we have to be careful of what draws us to <clears throat> that person. Um, what I mean by that is you, you can you can, if you have sports in common, yes, that that's one thing. But when it's something else that shouldn't be there, then yes, that's when we have to put on the brakes and say, "Whoa, hold it, time out." Can't do this. Okay. Um, 
I, I hear what you're saying. You know, uh, I, I hear I hear exactly what you're saying. And that that's true. And, and we have to make sure that you categorize that the right way, because because what you just described is and correct me if I'm wrong, but you wasn't describing something that deals with a common interest, you know, and even because a person has a common interest, it doesn't make them a friend. It, it just true. You share common interests. And then there is the thing of lust that draws a person to a, a attraction for whatever reason, because spirits know spirits until those spirits change, you know? And, you know, and then, like you said, then there is a warfare. There's a battle that that is occurring or something that needs to be resolved so that what it, that Tim is no longer a temptation because the Bible said that that let no man say when he's tempted, I'm tempted of God. No, we're tempted of something that is in our heart, something. And and so these things that's within us are are easily identified by those that share the same. Yes, very true. So, you know, um, we talked about. Uh, demons and how one individual can have multiple demons in them and um, you know people today they categorize that as mental health and, and that's not true everybody doesn't have a chemical imbalance to say that it's mental health some people are demon possessed and so um, we, we touched on that yesterday and we'll continue part two of, of that particular message um, on tomorrow night, but um, for those that that are listening, that that particular message is uh, is labeled "What in hell do you want?" And that's a part two that's going to be tomorrow night at seven p.m. But uh, one of the saints was not in service; they were at work, and they experienced. Um, spiritual warfare while they were at work and it really was an eye opener for them it was very disturbing uh that they had experienced it but it lined up with the fact that one individual can have a force of a fearful force of demons in them and then i and then show up and act up um you know and so when you're talking about people and you say, this is my friend, what spirit are they of? Is that individual a, the spirit of God? Because if that person does not have the spirit of God working in their life, meaning that they are living a life that is uh, sanctified. The Bible calls us to be sanctified. Uh, be holy uh, for I'm holy. Then how can you call them friends? Are they more are that are they an associate? Because you're not sharing, you're acquainted in some way, but you're not sharing an intimate uh, lifestyle as far as friendship. So uh, does everyone deserve to be called a friend? No, but the bad thing is we've just got so comfortable calling of not using the word 
associate unless it's on the work front. But if it's not on the work front, we, we just got so comfortable using the word friend. Right. Friend, acquaintance, you know, someone, I, you know, and I, and I understand, you know, uh, we're not trying to offend nobody in our conversation or anything, but I really am under the impression that everyone does not deserve to be called a friend. And that's not to be offensive. It's just that when I think of a friend, I think of a very weighty, um, uh, I think of that as a very a special uh, term of endearment. True. I calls us a friend. He said, greater love than this, no man lay down his life for his friend. See, that's very intimate. Somebody laying down their life for you is a very uh, intimate thing. Yeah, that's true. I agree with yeah. that. Yeah. Well, you know, Patrick, we, 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 we so used to just saying that word friend, you know, friend or associate. We could adapt to saying that, but we don't realize uh, what's behind a true friend. We just we just say it. We can say it to make the other person feel more comfortable than around that person, or just say it just for conversation for that day. But then down the line, you can say, well, that's, that's my associate. So just pee on the person, you know, how they brew things about that person, you know? You know, as a friend, um, you know, uh, people used to think of, of being judgmental. And, and so my, my question, gentlemen, is that is a friend allowed to be judgmental? Can a, is a friend allowed to hurt your feelings? I would say yes, because there there may be some things that you may not see about yourself that they that they may see and bring out to you. As for correction, I don't. Yeah. Mm-mm. Oh. Hmm. That's it, Deacon T. You ain't you ain't got nothing to say about that, or uh, I, you know what? I, I I was I would say yeah too. It's like I, it's things that like Brother Don was saying that they might see some that you might haven't seen. They might see something in you that you don't see none. They tell you, hey, you doing this wrong, that wrong, that right. So they might coming in for a correction or something. You know, it might seem like it, it can be something um, uh, bad, but it might turn to be good for your own good in the long run. It may be beneficial for you. Okay, so you're saying a friend can be can be judgmental. A friend can say things that can hurt your feelings. They, yeah, they can. I mean, I, I, I've been there a lot of times where I've seen it, I heard it, and sometimes it can go wrong. It can go. It can go right. It just depends on how the person take it, how they take, how, how they receive it. Some don't receive it well as others. Some can receive it and say, "Okay, I'm gonna move on. I'm gonna change that. I'm gonna do that." Or some say, 
That was disrespectful. It's all depends on how they take it, how they see it. All right. So, so somebody want to fight over that? You just never know. Wow, they they're gonna get violent. You said. It get, yeah, it get, it get, I mean, I, I seen stories. <laughs> I was asking, man, because I'm like, you know, I thought I thought we was a little more mature, you know. I, I didn't know we was still we was in, you know. I don't even want to say high school, you know, just throwing throwing you know, on fists a lot and stuff, you know. What what what? Believe it or not, it's still going on, you know. It's still going on to this day, you know. Some folks can't take a good correction. They okay, want what you call. So then that goes back to the thing of, of then that must not be a true friend to that person. Right. Correct. You know, because, uh, you know, that that if they ready to throw blows because somebody told them that they was wrong, then they must not be a true friend because because your buddies, you know, let's use that word buddy. Um, You know, might say, man, you, you wasn't right, man. I, I don't care how, you know, I don't care if you come. It might have been last night. You guys might have. Let me let me put this let me put this uh, disclosure there. We don't drink, smoke, get high, and none of that kind of stuff. Uh, we treat our bodies as temples. But but I've seen this for myself. I know this for myself. You know from is that uh, you know I remember a, a brother who was coming down off of a high day. I mean they was way out. You know popping pills and doing stuff. And the next day, his his buddy approached him and said, "Man, you you wasn't right, you know." And got on him about the way he acted the night before. And dude didn't try to throw no punches with him. Then he, he you know he he um you know he took it and apologized, you know, because he was being corrected by uh, someone by his friend. But if you know if you walk up to somebody and you correcting them and and you you know y'all supposed to be uh in a, a relationship like that and they ready to fight you then, then that tells you a whole lot yeah it tells you a whole lot oh yeah you know i i noticed i noticed know this friend of mine he told me a story about a guy stepping on his shoe and he and the way he did it i mean it irritated the the, the other person and they were they were they were fighting over that. So, I mean, well, I, I can I can man, look, I, I can we can go back down on Dwight Street and, and <laughs> all that stuff and talk about on the house party. Yeah, you stepped on somebody, Stacy Adams. You stepped on a they Converse or something like Pumas, and they was white. Yeah, that was a problem. That was a problem. But then at the same time, you was you you know that you was very immature, you know. As well, mm-hmm. that's an immature mindset dealing with, you know, to want to fight for accident, you know. Uh, so, you know, but we 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 above that. We above that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I, I appreciate I appreciate the time that you know that Ken and uh, uh, this. And I really want to stress the fact that there, uh, to our listeners, you know, uh, you can always comment in. We're going to be regrouping and 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 setting our next phase um, on on the men focus and how uh, what we do, the time that we do it, the day that we do it on. 
you know, so that we can really uh, make sure that we're structured and the said drop some knowledge and common sense about things that we all need to put into practice, you know, as well as to have a good conversation, you know, that you can join in, you can comment on uh, at any time. You know, uh, Tic Tac's commented that they, they like the show, appreciate that. You can always comment and put in a word, you know, and long as it's not nothing derogatory, you know, your, your experience is always appreciated as well, you know, and so uh, we'll be back. You know, we've been talking about, again, the four pillars of a man's heart, something that, that, that is stable something your family can rest upon, something that your children, the loved ones can rest upon and have some insurance that when they put something on top of it, that it's not going to fall down. And that is being a king. Uh, for some, it's a queen. Uh, you're a female. Uh, you was born a female, you're a queen. Uh, and so uh, we're just keeping it real like that. This is real talk for real people. If you're a king, you were born that way, then, you know, we're, we're talking to you about that. Uh, a mentor, ladies need mentors, man needs mentor. And, um, you know, as well as being a warrior, you have to know when to, when to fight and you need to know the battle that you're fighting. As well as uh, being that um, a friend, as well as being a friend and showing yourself friendly and and be careful who you call a friend who you attracted to you, you know to to try to befriend uh don't let anyone be in your children you know they need to be protected by you uh, you know twitter mouse will be inviting your uh, befriend your your child and be inviting your child over to play video games and you know and, and that's something we don't believe in because Mr. Totemouse will be trying to touch your children. And so then that's going to cause you to rise up. You know, so we have to be careful and be protective of our family and be uh, protective of our friends as well. You know, uh, let's help be helped one to another. Let's be prayerful one to, uh, for one another. Let's not be selfish with our prayers. It's not about me, myself, and I. But, you know, let's call call those that you consider friends, call their names out in prayer. As well as, you know, along with your family members and others. You know, let, let's, let's say, the Bible tells us to acknowledge God in all our ways and he'll direct our path. You know, and there's some people that we can go around and others that we cannot because they don't deserve a good purpose. It's just like meeting someone and you want to uh, define a relationship, but then find out it is, that it's not good for you. And, and so we want to bear that in mind. You know, um, again, we thank you for joining in with us as we come to an end. And as we regroup and look at our next reading time, gentlemen, you're going to have to start looking right now because I'm not going to you know, I like to see something that you might be interested in reading as well that is going to help us as well as help others that are listening. And so, you know, I want you to be blessed and certainly resting in the Lord and, you know, and 
uh, tell someone else about your experience and what you've had. Uh, any last comments? Um, no, nothing, nothing here. Oh. Nothing, nothing here, Pastor Anderson. Nothing, nothing there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Well, you know what? As we as we lead off, come on down, close us out with some prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the conversation today, Lord. Lord, that that what was said reaches out and stirs the heart and stirs the mind of the listeners, Lord. We just ask you to be with us, Lord. Guide us in, um, guide us as we travel down the path, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we just ask you to bless and be with us. Lord, we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, be blessed and stay tuned. We'll have some more announcements. Men Focus will be back at the appointed time. All right. All right. All right. Be blessed. Be blessed. I'll be looking for y'all to come with come back with some information so we can continue to increase our knowledge. All right. Thank you.